This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Baking. Badass podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, I was thinking kind of as we're getting into, you know, we're approaching the new year, people kind of lay out their plans for the year, kind of reflect on things a little bit, and they they decide where, where they want kind of their life to be heading. And maybe that's not what you normally do, but maybe, uh, maybe it's time to give a little thought, kind of come up with a uh, plan. You know, people who have a plan, what is it? So they say, uh, if you, you, what is it? You plan to fail if you don't have a plan, something. One of them bullshit sayings. But one of those bullshit sayings, exactly. So anyway, I wanted to talk about some of the skills that you might, you kind of need. I would say, you know, I, I put the title as essential skills you know, for when the shit hits the fan. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. These are skills that maybe not every individual needs to have, but you need to have access to these skills. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody in your family, maybe somebody in your mutual assistance group, maybe, you know, something like that, where you're going to have access to all these things. Cause these are going to be, game changers in uh you know in, in facing life in a uh a world without the government there to hold your hand yeah mommy and government mommy is government. not gonna be around and then you're gonna be in trouble your food you know, stop showing up and you're up shit's creek now exactly and that's the that kind of thing can happen maybe just because your government has limited budget you know, uh, if all of a sudden they weren't getting the tax revenue that they thought they had, uh, maybe they can't spend as much on you. Um, you know, that free health care, that free, you know, food not getting to the grocery store because there's limited fuel or 
maybe, I mean, this is like super far fetched, but maybe a politician would want to like either tax the shit out of diesel or make it hard to transport goods by, you know, cutting down on emissions or limited gas available. These kind of things could affect your life. I'm just saying. So anyway, getting right to it, 25 essential skills that, you know, will change your life if shit hits the fan that would kind of make your life a lot easier and be essential. And these aren't in like a, a particular number one order or, you know, anything like that, but they're all kind of relevant and, and worth discussion. And, uh, you know, I think you might want to step it up. So anyway, Kevin, uh, let, let's kind of jump into it. You have right. a number, number one. Yeah. Number one on the list is, is bartering and trading. All right. Now, a lot of people, you know, in the United States, most of the time you go to the store and the item you want is the price it is. You're not going to haggle with the cashier and, and get a better, cheaper deal or something like that. Um, you know, a good way to learn how to barter and trade is go to the, uh, go to the, the flea markets and uh, and uh, <clears throat> garage sales and stuff like that, right? You could haggle with everybody. Most of the time, you go to a garage sale, people just want to get rid of that shit. They're not interested in, in really making any money. Flea markets, a little bit different, though. They're trying to make money, but they're still trying to sell their goods, you know? Right. And if you're not right. willing to walk away then then you might not get the best price uh another great place for that is um <clears throat> is uh oh i'm i'm biking out here um pawn shops that's what i was thinking about going to the pawn shop and like that, hey, where where that, the words elude you i got yeah, you. that dude at the pawn shop is legitimately an asshole I think oh. everybody that runs a pawn like it's one of the requirements for running. Where you go out shop. of business, right? He's an asshole. Yeah, he's gonna fucking argue with you, and he'll shout and scream and throw things. But if you if you just say fine and walk out, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mister, come back. All right, Good. we could probably make a deal, my friend. Come on back. <laughs> I don't know right. any any of you uh, who are former military. You you got what I just said there. Yeah, there, my friend. My friend. One of those shithole countries, I think, yeah. that, that Trump calls them. Um, but another thing about like preparing for barter skills is also thinking of possible barter supplies, right? Like things you might want. You know, think of uh, what there was that Stephen King movie, uh, Needful Things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cigarettes, uh, tobacco, uh, um alcohol food people like food when they're hungry when your babies are starving to death that's like a thing it is it is people also like drugs if you had like a big stockpile of crystal meth yeah, yeah you'd be in man you know if you watch a lot of breaking bad and you know how to set up the little trailer in the back mm -hmm. you'd be in all right so moving right along that, that was just one skill so imagine you know we, we got things to do here uh basic carpentry and shelter building right now right. maybe it's not like oh you know we're building houses and putting up sheds and you know for all the but what about like even simple repairs you know right. and, and i would add you know depending on the level of uh the level of of shit hits the fan uh you know getting somebody to come patch your roof 
or to fix the leaky faucet, you know, presuming things are still going on, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're in a like limited economy where it's hard to get people to come out and everybody wants a fortune because they got to feed their babies, you know, yeah. being able to take care of your own problems is a big thing. Um, or, you know, like I said, having somebody in your group who can kind of help out, that's going to be a game changer. And also like, if you're thinking like, well, I'm an electrician and that's a skill, but when we have an EMP and there's nothing left and whatever, I would say something like setting up solar, you know, being able to do that to help people with their grid or, you know, work things out like that. These are skills. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that, like mechanic work, you know, uh, being able to fix a car, repair a car, uh, a lot of the basic stuff. And, you know, the, the truth is you can learn how to do that stuff just by doing it yourself, you know, right. fucking up at home. You know, I, I had my uh, my uh, oven crapped out the other day and, you know, I normally I just go and buy another oven. They're like seven, I thought, eight. I you just out. call me. I, I right. don't know. Well, okay. I it was talking to talking to Chuck in the past that I was like, wait a minute, I've, I bet I can fix this shit myself. I, I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you know, taking the oven apart, and it was actually what it turned out to be was a, a couple of the wires had burnt up, and I just got new wires and replaced them, and it was fixed, and I saved eight hundred dollars on buying a new oven. That's the beauty of it, you know. And that's the thing. You're always kind of like, well, if I spend the money, is it really going to be better? You know, that was one of the things that always worried me in in New York. I was always like, man, I really need to get a new furnace. But I was like, realistically, this one may have five years left in it. And if Mm -hmm. I buy a new one, it may give me five years. Right. you, You don't know. It just, it's all a gamble. So anyway, being able to fix stuff, huge. Next yeah, and up. my recommendation on learning how to do that is to right now fuck your your stuff up. You know, don't yeah, electrocute do. yourself. Oh. But you know, when something breaks down, just try and fix it. You you can look it up on YouTube right now. You might not always be able to look it up on YouTube, but you can YouTube just about anything. When uh, when I was in the military, I think we had a term uh, "fix it till it's broke." Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't find out what's wrong with it, then just keep trying things until. Eventually, when it really doesn't do anything, you'd be like, oh, that was it. That's the problem (laughs) right there. I'll tell you what, Uh you know, that that always comes into play. So something to think about. I know I've seen memes on the Internet and they're like, how do you fix everything? And the guy's like, well, I just keep Googling stuff and then I do what it says. And then after it works and that's kind of how how people get there. You know, some people defeat themselves in their mind before they even try and Mm -hmm. that's you know that's one of the things the you know keep in mind anyway uh next skill i would go with is uh first aid uh yeah that's a a big one yeah medical stuff and and this would entail you know getting the equipment and the same thing like carpentry electrical having the tools that are essential to do the job are going to be part of this preparing, you know, Um, but medical setting up a first aid kit, you know, looking at what things might become relevant, you know, maybe that's antibiotics, you know, you, in the prepper world, it's big on, Oh, fish antibiotics and, and things like that. They talk about having these things on hand. You know, I was just talking to people at work 
And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, with, with that problem, uh, I, I was actually talking about removing stitches in my kid's arm and, and doing stitches and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I always keep a uh, bottle of Orogel. It's kind of numb it because obviously if you can put it in your mouth, it's all right. right. And, uh, you know, it actually like really good. And I was like, you know, I've used that for bee stings and, you know, anything with the kids to, you know, immediate relief. And they're like, oh. I don't even feel it anymore. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, but having things like that on hand, you know, learning the tricks of what's relevant could and really be a drugs. game changer. Mix some cocaine with a little bit of water, put it on an open wound. You'll be, yes. you'll be amped up too, but it'll numb that area up. In, in the medical Same. world, you're thinking codeine, but you know, it, it's Same a thing. fine line. Um, all right. Uh, keep it, it moving on. Beekeeping. Yeah. Now, now this is a big one. I I know a lot of people that have have done beekeeping and nine times out of 10, the first time people try beekeeping, that winter comes and all their bees die. And then that's it. They never try it again. But having your bees die, man, that's like the first step. And, you know, being shitty at something, that's the first step of being kind of good at something. So you just got to keep working on it. Those things, those, uh, I mean, bees can be very finicky when it comes to, uh, you know, temperatures and, and things like that. But, um, you know, you get, you get a little bit of practice under your belt and almost every one of these things we're going to talk about, you know, you get better at it fast. The learning curve is, is fast, you know? So a lot of people, um, you know, there's not a lot of natural sources of sugar unless you live in like Jamaica or something, you're growing sugar cane. There's not a lot of natural sources of sugar, um, available depending on, depending on where you live. Obviously there's, you know, fruits grow in different places and, and, uh, you know, you should as a prepper have sugar, you know, that should be one of the staples, but acquiring, you know, sugar is not so easy. Um, but beekeeping and making honey is there are some tricks uh, if you look into it, but yeah. Um, beekeeping would be one of the easiest ways. And, um, honestly, who doesn't want a little bit of honey on, on just about everything, you know? Exactly. I, I can't say that enough. Um, blacksmithing, uh, being able to fabricate things, you know, setting up, setting that up again. I don't expect every person out there to master every one of these skills. One, I think a little familiarity in case the world presents that and you're kind of stuck. Stevia is good for the sugar. I will say, um, yeah. but, uh, the uh blacksmithing and i would say in the modern world welding you know being able to solve your own problems mm-hmm. that that's a uh, a huge plus uh welding you're saying well you know it, it, you said shit hits the fan and an apocalypse well you're right i agree you're probably not welding at that point that's when kind of full on blacksmithing w- would right. come into play back in but style being able to work with metal in general and like I said, as the economy kind of takes a dive, which I, I know that's not really foreseeable or something anybody thinks would ever happen. Yeah, I went grocery shopping yesterday. So it, if money was <laughs> tight, you know, being able to solve your own problems, possibly your own auto repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know, especially you New Yorkers up there in the icy north, um, rust can kind of get away from you on your vehicles. 
Yeah, they they cover all the roads with salt every time it's about to snow, and then uh, you know that salt just splatters all uh, under your car, all over the body. There's, you, it's not possible to not have a rusty car, no matter how how well you take care of it after a you know certain amount of time. I, I went to a wedding up in New York not that long ago, and uh, I remember looking out the window and looking at like the rocker panels on the car next to me, and it was like. The car was like four years old and I'm looking mm-hmm. at all the rust and the like rock a Ford? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, that car is like golden crappy. They need a new one. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, that thing's like four years old, you know, I'm like, yeah. what the hell? But yeah, that's how it is. Um, so, uh, moving right along, uh, meat, meat smoking, preserving meat, canning, that kind of thing. Yeah, food preservation in general is a big deal. You know, it it's 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 great. You know, I have I have a freezer, you know, I free multiple freezers, multiple refrigerators oh. in the house. Uh one of the one of the people in the comments mentioned that they moved their old refrigerator out to the garage. That's I mean, it's a great thing to have. Even if you're just keeping beer in there, which is what I do with my extra refrigerator. Who doesn't? It's it's important that, you know, you don't want to it's a lot of space. That beer takes up a lot of space. So you gotta but what I'm saying is, is you can grow vegetables all summer long and that's great. But as soon as winter hits, you know, you might be out of luck at, you know, you're not getting any more tomatoes after a certain point of the year, but you can can that stuff. You can, you know, make tomato sauce, you can make salsas, you can make whatever with that, with all those tomatoes, cook them down and jar them and save them all year long, you know? And, right. and we're used to, uh, you know, as preppers, we're used to that sort of thing, buying uh, canned stuff, buying uh, jarred stuff, and you can stick it on a shelf and it'll last forever. But you can make that stuff at home. You can make that stuff yourself, and it's there's a little bit of skill to it. I um a couple years ago, I I tried pickling for the first time. Okay, and um those pickles were not anywhere as good as as the ones you get from the store. They're all mushy and shit, and it's a learning curve, though. You know what I mean? Yes. It takes it takes some time and some talent to figure out how to make it so it's it's good and it you know. You can still eat pickled food, even if it's mushy and gross. But who yeah, but no, to? they actually there there are some tricks to make your pickles crispy and uh, work right. things out like and that. And it's the same it thing with smoking meat. Uh, it's the same thing with um, you know jarring jarring uh, vegetables in you know that's not pickled, canning things. It's it's definitely a skill, and it's definitely worthwhile to do, especially if you have your own garden, your own your own uh, produce that you're you're making at home. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, now I'm going to drop three on you right here all at once. All right. Hunting, trapping, butchering. And that's the thing. I mean, all these are skills. You know, the first season I I went hunting and, and for deer out there and all that. It was different than the second season. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you talked about developing your skills with gardening, um, I'm sure, you know, the same thing applied to carpentry when I made my first table or whatever, the level of skill that was in the one versus something I made three or four years later, they're very different. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, these are things that you need to apply and you need to actually try. But you also, when you do it, you realize what tools you really need. You know, everyone's like, well, I have an AR-15 so I can go hunt anything and whatever. And that's maybe not the case. Now, obviously I know guys who hunt deer with a, uh, 
a 22 and ju- do just fine with it um because mm-hmm. they're, they're taking headshots but we, we won't <laughs> talk about that but i mean that's the idea is you know the thing is you need to find out what tools work for you um and then you know a lot of guys i know oh i go out and shoot deer but they drop it off at the butcher and that's the end of it but you know mm-hmm. they'll tell you they'll be the first one. Well, I'm a master hunter. I go out and get deer every year, and I'm not going to have any problem feeding my family in the apocalypse. Well, obviously, you know we always discuss about how the herd and the animals will get thinned out. But even aside of that, do you know how to process that meat? Do you know how to butcher it? And then, you know, trapping something like that. You know, these are skills that you learn and and develop. You know. Um, Things you want to uh, kind of, you know, perfect over time. So getting into these hobbies or connecting with people who do, that's really going to be what changes how these things play out, you know, in, in the apocalypse kind of thing. Uh, moving right along, uh, candle making. Uh, that's something I'm not too familiar with, but Doing yeah, it, look, uh, beeswax, you know, that kind of stuff, finding ways to, you know, keep this stuff going. Again, you find somebody in your group, you know, in your mutual assistance group, put somebody in your family. Hey, you know, you could be in charge of this. Yeah. Put, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know a very dirty joke about candle making, but oh. this isn't that type of show. So no, not today. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll talk about you know, a lot of it is, is having the, the items on hand, you know, when it comes to prepping, maybe you don't have a bunch of candles. I, you know, I mean, that's one of my, my preps is a bunch of candles. Um, but having, having, uh, the wax and the stuff on hand to make that stuff, it's a lot cheaper than buying the candles themselves, you know, especially like scented shit. And honestly, you don't need scented shit. You can buy, you spend 25, $30 on like scented oil. You can add to the candles and make them fancy and shit whatever that's that's girl stuff men just need candles so you can see what you know that you got to sharpen your knife and you can you can see what you're doing it's it's uh you know basic basic uh lighting is a big deal you know when it comes to especially when it comes to winter and it you know doesn't get light until 7 30 and it you know doesn't get uh you know get, goes dark by by six in the evening right it's it's one of those things that uh you know make a big difference obviously I preach and preach about, you know, having your batteries, having everything set up, your flashlights, your lanterns and all that sort of stuff. Solar is a big big deal, a big, make a big difference. Just having them in your house and, uh, you know, having the stuff to make, make things at home and being able to make things at home, not just candles, but everything in general, you can save a lot of money doing that. Same thing with, with, uh, butchering, you know, you can send your deer to be processed at a butcher. Right. Um, but you, it's going to cost you a lot of money that you're you're going to be out because you don't want to do it yourself. Yeah, not exactly. Um, the uh, how about foraging? Learning your local area and what's in your environment and how to you know how to implement you know going out and finding stuff. That's huge. Uh, right. Right. I, I, you know, I, I see that a lot of people, um, a lot of people are good, like woodsmen, you know, they're good hunters and, uh, you know, they're, they're good at, you know, hiking, camping, but they don't, they don't know the basic, uh, flora and fauna in their, 
their area, you right. know, it, and it's specific to your area. You know, there's certain mushrooms that you can eat and certain mushrooms that are going to make you uh, poop until you die. You know, you're just going to be throwing up for, for 10 hours and then you're going to die from dehydration. There's a, there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, vegetation that's edible. It's not going to poison you, but it doesn't have any benefit. Nutritional to it. You know value, what I mean? There's right. no nutritional value to it. And knowing what you can and can't use uh, makes a big difference. Uh, you see, I see it a lot on like survival shows and stuff. I see like women out there that have no exper- experience hunting, but they're making a big bowl of greens every single day. And that makes a big difference. There's not a lot of calories in, in uh, greens like that, but a lot of the nutrients that you need. Yeah, but is, you Kevin, know. they're getting the roughage and things are moving through properly for these. Right, right. Being <laughs> constipated is not a way to way to go, man. You, it really puts you puts you puts you on your back uh, when you get real constipated and backed up. And and when you're eating food that you're not used to, it's going to be one or the other. You know, it's going to be too much poop or not enough. But you know, right. You, you have to be uh, conscientious and keep that stuff moving through you properly. I recommend that everybody, whether you're in a uh, situation, a bad situation or not, increase your vegetable intake. It's good for you. Eat your veggies, man. Everybody, everybody's mom told them that. Right. Do what you, your mom knows best. There you go. Um, you know, I don't want to go off on a big tirade because we always do, but gardening, um, you know, that's it's the thing. Big it's tirade. over and over again. We, well, over and over again. You know, we talk about your first year isn't the same as your fifth year mm-hmm. and learning how to work the ground, the ground where you are and work with your soil, what type of seeds, what type of things will grow and work in your area. Th- mm-hmm. Those things are some, a skill you need to start applying and practicing and really work in if you're going to be proficient at it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm big on gardening. You know, the, the missus honestly does, does the majority of it, but, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a real skill. It's a real, uh, something, something that, that you really take some time to learn to, to get going. I've been working on, uh, excuse me. I've been re- working on ginseng for a long time recently and, uh, still <laughs> nothing, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't been able to get it to grow properly. So, yeah, uh, still working on it, man. I've been at this house for for 15 years almost now and uh and uh still haven't gotten anything that really really come up and and produce so I'm expecting to be here another 15 years hopefully I'll have some uh ginseng to harvest before the uh before I leave but that's it you know I, I know I planted a lot before I left New York it should be ready about now is my mm-hmm. guess yeah, I'm going to have to go over to your old house there and right. fucking stomp around in the woods and, and, and hope see what, nobody see shoots at me dig up right exactly um Next, uh, fishing again, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just drop a line in the water and it'll work. And that kind of does work in some instances. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're fishing, right? Yeah, it Mm -hmm. it depends, you know, but learning the tricks and skills and how to, uh, you know, implement it in your area, even where to find the good fishing hole kind of thing in your area. All this stuff's kind of relevant, you know, you're always like, oh, well, the neighbor's pond and that's what I'm going to, yeah, probably not the best play, but you know, hey, we'll see fish traps. That's the thing too. I looked into uh, like making fish traps and uh, 
there is a lot of potential there where, uh, you know, if, if you go to a stream and kind of funneling them into the right spot, you know, with rocks, you look at some of the tricks that the Indians used to do. There mm-hmm. is a lot of awesome stuff that could be a game changer, you know, and, and just cause it's not exactly allowed with traditional laws. Um, when that world ends and when it comes to survival, you know, a lot of these laws, don't apply when it comes to survival and life and death. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying you got to keep yeah. your options open, but being no, aware I, of what's available. Yeah. I feel like in a, in a real like shit hits the fan type of situation, probably game warden is one of the ma- most dangerous jobs people are going to have at that point. You know is what that I mean? What it is? That's, you know, do you have a tag for that deer? No, but I have a gun and it's loaded. You know, that sort of stuff might be a little bit hazardous. People get a little bit sketchy when food is scarce and, you know, these little laws about like preserving animals and making sure there's enough for next year. That's that shit's going to be out the window. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, that's one of the things like we get so conditioned in the norms of society and how things, uh, how things work that we don't think outside the box, you know, like they talk about, you know, like you get in a fight, you don't, immediately go to, Hey, I'm going to stick my thumb in his eyeball and poke that out. You know, when the guy's choking you and you see people who, you know, get choked to death when their hands are free, but the guy's choking them and you know, yeah, they could have stuck something in the guy's eyeball, but we're just so conditioned to not think that way. You know, right. I don't want to permanently, you know, permanently, uh, maim this person, but maybe that's maybe at, at that moment, but our minds just don't go there. But I got to say, people will sit there and, you know, spend time with the fishing rod in a stream when they could set up some fish traps that are simple. And I mean, it's just kind of opening your mind to what's out there and what's possible really can be a game changer. And, yeah. you know, thinking of how to approach things and basically getting outside the box, you know, realizing that you're dealing with a survival mindset versus, you know, your traditional day to day, you know, no, you're probably not going to punch the guy in the throat at the bar fight, but yeah, Kevin, you probably would, but yeah, I have a friend of mine that was, he's not a big guy and he gets into fights all the time. And I don't understand how I first, I didn't understand how he wasn't just getting his ass beat all the time. Right. But he's the type of psychopath that does you know, that's his starting. That's how you start the fight. Right. You know, that sort of stuff. And, you know, if you're not worried about maiming or, or, or killing somebody, uh, you're going to win the fight, but you know, you also might end up in prison. Right. But, right. you know, I you mean, know just grabbing a hold of somebody's testicles and not letting go mm-hmm. can really be a, uh, you know, a game changer. Um, somebody likes to throw mud in their eye. I mean, you yeah. know, whatever it is, you got to do sand. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a- another skill for the apocalypse would be entertainment or storytelling. Um, you know, it would really suck if you just worked all the time and whatever, if, uh, you were living in a, uh, a, a shitty world like that, you know, having somebody who can really kind of entertain or captivate. I mean, Kevin, is the king of entertainment. So, you know, you, you see how it is. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, good at dick and fart jokes. That doesn't go over well with, uh, with little kids though. Uh, another kids thing mad when you're telling them about, uh, well, whatever. 
Right, exactly. And another thing might be like a spiritual leader, right? Like if that's, you know, where your group's at, the guy who can kind of. But even like the cycle. Right. right. But also the psychological aspect of it, you know, just kind of talking people over the edge. We're talking about, you know, in a SHTF situation, you have people under an enormous amount of stress, people who are working in close proximity that that's not the norm. Um, Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, Hey, I I can't talk to my mom every day. I can't, you know, who lives in Ohio or whatever, or, you know, whatever it is, the stress levels are definitely going to be higher and kind of being aware and able to kind of go through some of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, could really be a game changer. Right, right. There's limited amount of alcohol. I got to entertain myself somehow. It's yeah. nice to have somebody that can uh, that can tell uh, some I'm stories. I'm just saying if like you had somebody in the group who read like a Jordan Peterson book or something. I'm not saying, <laughs> right. you know, I'm not saying you need a head shrinker or anything. I'm just saying, you know, just, mm-hmm. just somebody who has a little inkling compassion because I know that's probably not me. Yeah, I think I think most of us right. most of us are, are lacking in that area, but you know, feel you it. You gotta have somebody you know? else around. It's not hopefully it's not gonna just be you. But, hopefully. You know, and then that goes with all this whole list though. Um is is you can't not everybody can be good at every one of these things. Yeah, right. you, you have to have a, a a variety of people helping you out working together for this sort of stuff, you know. Um hopefully, hopefully you got a new enough food stored up to get you through, you know, some basic, you know, basic stages of, of early problems. But, you know. Now, one of the things I was thinking is what you guys could do is you could download all 435 episodes of the survival Mm -hmm. and basic badass podcast, throw them in an iPod, put it in your Faraday cage, get it all ready, boxed up, good for the end of the world obviously a solar system just keep that ipod charged then now you you can wait 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 go ahead kill two birds with one stone by having both entertainment well actually three birds entertainment training and therapy from (laughs) the survival and basic badass podcast Uh uh-huh yeah and for about 40 bucks you can get a little phone charger that's solar powered just stick it out in the sun, plug your phone phone into it, and and you're good to go, man. You can keep that thing charged. One of the biggest things I think that uh, a lot of people overlook is how quickly your phone is going to run out of power. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know you're you're talking about computers and laptops. The internet's going to be down. Um, those sorts of things are going to be a little bit more difficult. But you have if you have stuff stored on your phone, even just having access to the basic. Uh, um, tools on the phone, like a, like a calculator and things like that can be a big help having those things available. Yeah, no, exactly. Now Um, next on the list, I see, uh, animal, animal raising animals. Right. Um, now obviously, a million different types of animals. A lot right. of people that listen to this show already have chickens. And I think that's a big, that's a big so deal. That's, a, that's the entry gateway to, right. you know, prefer right. animals, right? Yeah. If you got a couple of goats, man, you're, you're way up the list. If you're, yeah, if you you're, got a pig, I have a friend of mine that is, uh, that's, uh, uh, Muslim. 
and uh, he's got goats and and chickens. He raises chickens for me. He butchers them himself, but he yeah, also has a pig. Pigs. Oh, what? Yeah, and I'm like, what? Why do you have a pig? You can't like you can't yeah. eat like no. pork and alcohol no. is like a no no with that, right? And uh, his wife wanted one, and they just got one, and it's like whatever, dude. Pigs just hangs out, lives in the house, sleeps on the bed. I'm like, oh, I don't know, dude. Unclean. Yeah, that seems a little sketchy, dude. All right, I don't so, think I'd go with the pig unless I was planning on eating some bacon, but whatever. Well, that's it. So learning to kind of keep animals alive, kind of thinking outside the box of how you can feed your animals without the feed store. Might yeah, I got something. a couple of birds right now that have just. I mean, I'm, I'm well into the the egg laying age of these birds, right. and they're not doing nothing, and I might have to eat them. Well, you know, I'm just saying you're going to uh, come on. So, I, right. I can't you're just talking. keep feeding you for nothing. Right now. Milking animals. That's something. Um, mm-hmm. Breeding and basic care. That's something I think I have phones going off. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know, when it, when it comes to like uh veterinary stuff, um, you know, obviously that stuff can be expensive. It can be expensive Very. to take care of animals. I have a, a strict rule on all the animals that I own. Um, you know, and different animals have different price ranges, but everybody's got a life insurance policy. You get two hundred dollars worth of medical bills, and then that's it. And then that's it. That's, that's the it. end. Mm-hmm. All right. I can buy a new one for a hundred so, bucks. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break my bank trying to save your ass. I know people yeah. are like, "Oh, what do you do when your chickens get sick?" I'm like, mm, "Yeah, <laughs> that, that, chop that, them up. That's really fertilizer. Uh, maybe I'm not go. gonna eat a sick chicken, but right, I, I'm not I, gonna I, eat a sick chicken. But uh, I'm not gonna keep feeding one either. Mm-hmm. Um, natural remedies uh, for people." Uh, understanding herbs and the medicinal value. I mean, that might, you know, maybe fall under first aid, whatever you think, but mm-hmm. uh, learning yeah, I have, some of those skills could really, you know. Yeah. Make, I make have a, a, a few plants that I grow and save and dry that are, that are good for certain medicinal uses. I mean, you know what they call me- natural medicines that actually work? Medicine. Because most of those natural remedies are bullshit, you know? Most of them aren't really good for, for anything. Maybe they have a little bit of effect, you know? Maybe you can, uh, I don't know, maybe you can make up some bullshit that you read in some sort of uh, Native American guide or some sort of uh, witchcraft bullshit, make some fucking magic potions and shit. But the truth is, there's not a lot of medicinal plants that are really valuable, you know? Um, I grow a couple of things. I grow uh, lemon balm and some stuff like that that do have some some natural effects. Um, but again, you know, it comes down to uh, you know prepping. A lot of that stuff is is stuff you should have on hand if you're looking for a pain reliever. Um, me- plants aren't going to do it. You you have to have some aspirin, some Tylenol, some ibuprofen, that sort of stuff. It's 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 worth it worth it to have that stuff available. No, exactly. Um, yeah, but understanding how that stuff all works and, and putting it together, um, navigation skills, uh, somebody who can kind of sort out where you are, where you're going, that stuff, everybody should kind of have a basic understanding, you know, and, you know, being able to plan bigger and further out, you know, if you have somebody in your group, you can kind of work on it. Um, that, that sort of uh, yeah. work compass 
compass and map stuff. It matters. Um, you know, it, it matters. And, 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 you know, you can pretty quickly figure things out if you go on a long hike with a compass and a map and keep track of where you are as you hike, um, you know, depending on where the trail bends and which dire- direction you're facing and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I can tell the time by, by the sun, you know, just by looking where it is in the sky. And I'm usually within like three or four hours of what actual time is. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is something that you can learn and get better at it the more you practice though. And it is something that, uh, you know, personally, that's one of the things that I, I do as a hobby. It's one of my, you know, one of my, my, uh, things that I do to relax on a weekend or something on a, uh, free, you know, free Saturday afternoon, I'll go out in the woods with a, with a map and a, and a compass and just kind of do my thing. But, um, all these things are, are like that. The more time you spend, the more time you invest in it. You don't have to necessarily have a teacher. It helps. You don't necessarily, you know, have to have to uh, take classes and this sort of stuff. But it's something that the more you effort you put into it, the more practice you do, the better you're going to get at it. And, you know, that's how it goes. Somebody now going back to, to medicinal plants. Somebody had mentioned the boiling white willow bark uh, works like aspirin. Uh, as far as I know, that's true. But also it tastes like shit. Yeah, have you ever like it? chewed up an aspirin? Cause that's what it tastes like to drink that. Shit. <laughs> nice. Um, water collection, uh, being able to set people up with either water filtration or, you know, a water rainwater catchment system. I mean, Hey, if you were like, Hey, look, I can come over and help you guys get your own water and, and do it without me, you know, learning the different ways, even if that's, uh, you know, doing a hand pump well for somebody. I mean, those are skills that, you know, really can translate something you might want to think about uh being able to sew that's yeah. a big one or you had something you wanted to add you uh no we can we can move right on uh as far as sewing goes you were in the navy i was, I in, the was navy. in the I navy i think i actually got pretty good at sewing yeah i mean because if, you're if you doing patches you're doing shit all the time a hole or throw yeah. new buttons on come on you're telling me you're throwing something away because you have a button that you know, fell off your shirt. Now, yeah. mind you, if you ask my wife now, I'm like, oh, that button came off. Can you uh, handle that? I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. know what to do. And I wouldn't know how whatever, to do that. But yeah, yeah, that's whoa. But, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I have done that with, with plenty of articles of clothing. You know, I've spent a lot of my life being a poor person. You know, I will, I will sew a hole. I will fix a hole in something. I will, you know, I will fix something with a needle and thread. You know, put me on it. I keep my needle and thread uh, stuff right next to my uh, boot polishing stuff. Right. You know, sewing machine's great, but you know, you can fix That's even. Stuff you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. The the normal adulting thing. It used to be like, oh, if you were traveling, and you have luggage or whatever, you, you have a little keep a sewing kit in yeah, there. Yeah, a little sewing I mean, kit in there. I mean, that's that's paid off for me a few times. You know, mm-hmm. I think what it is is. I go to the big wedding or something. I eat too much steak and whatever, <laughs> too much beer. And then the start shooting off popping. like bullets. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, if I move it an inch over and move the button over here, yeah. now it, now it kind of works. Yeah, so I'm just saying, you got to keep your options open, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was telling my wife recently that I had to put a new, uh, a new hole in my belt. Yeah, sure. And she's like, "Oh, you're getting getting fatter." I was like, "No, bitch. 
I've been working out and staying trim. All this is a, a new hole the other way. The other way. That's an option, right? <laughs> it could happen. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I tell people. I'm like, oh yeah, I just you know, I need new pants because I'm changing sizes all mm-hmm. the time. That's how much I work out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's getting you know, out. I mean, we're getting into winter, right? And I'm back on cake and cookies. But come springtime, man, it's it's back to the vegetables and meat, staying lean. Getting that six pack going with the winter time and the cold weather, you got to have a little bit of meat on your bones, though. It's not, you know, being fit and skinny. Well, being fit is one thing, but being skinny is not is not, not really ideal. great for yeah. for negative ten degrees. Um, we talked about candle making, soap making. Again, you similar might be the items. Same guy who does both things. Products. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's something big to check into. Fire building. Now, this is a skill you guys actually. Every one of you needs to kind of, you know, understand and get into, you know, people don't really comprehend about, you know, if it's kind of wet out or it rained even two days ago, going out and finding nice stuff to just snap together a nice fire and and get it going definitely can be done, but it's something you need to figure out the right ways and the right tricks to really be able to do it. Mm. Um, And I'll tell you when it comes to fire starting, I, I, Learned a few like Native American tricks that really help out. Uh, the big one, though, is to throw a bunch of gasoline on that shit before you light it up. Just don't do that if you're fond of your eyebrows. You know, That's the rule. Yeah. Yeah, lighter fluid is better than gasoline. <laughs> I think people always underestimate how, how fast and hot gasoline burns. Don't throw a, a gallon of gas on your campfire and lean over with a match and try and light it. That's not, uh, that's not the way to go with it. Yeah. Um, Outdoor cooking. Now that's mm. like an art form. And there are some yeah. great guys on the internet who, you know, you can learn some real skills. Yeah, and there's that's a guy, another one of my hobbies. It, it really is. And it, 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 I mean, you know, such a great thing to get into and, and fun and, and eating's always a plus. And just honestly, hanging out, standing out outside around a fire or a nice fire pit really kind of nothing better in life. Like, I don't even know why you would be a prepper or survivalist if you didn't get out and enjoy a little outdoor cooking and, and get there. And I'm not yeah. just talking about your propane grill. I'm talking about a real man fire, you know, right. you get right. out I, there. I, uh, and, was in yeah. South America. Uh, shit. It's been like 30 like years. I don't years even ago. want to admit yeah. I'm that old, but <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like 30 years ago. And, uh, I was, uh, with these, uh, this woman, we went up to like a, a very, um, very poor, very rural area. There's no electricity. Uh, there was not enough food for everybody to eat. You know what I mean? That type of area. And uh, this lady uh, built a little fire, got some rocks together, put a pot right on Stone top soup. of it. And oh. She made the best uh, stew that I've ever eaten in my entire life. And I realized then how easy it was to actually cook on a fire. You know, you can make a little potato, uh, potato oven. Uh, you know, throw all that stuff in there. I've got right now, I've got a tripod that I got recently that you set up in the fire with little grill that hangs from the middle of it. And I've cooked steaks on there. I've cooked all sorts of great stuff, man. It's, it's really, uh, it's really not that difficult, but it can be, uh, intimidating if you haven't done it before. And I know a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast, obviously, you know, this is a skill that a lot of people have, but it's, uh, it's simple enough to do. And if you haven't done it before, you should probably give it a try and at least, uh, you know, like every other item on this list, fuck up a couple of times. It's all right. You know, do it, fuck up 
when it's not an emergency, you know? Don't wait until it's your last resort and and then fuck up, because then you're going to be in a, a world of hurt. Um, <clears throat> now, the last one I got on here is tanning. Uh, tanning is... is Tending it can be a, a difficult item to, to a difficult thing to do if you don't have the proper stuff for it. Oh, now there's some skills. There are UP, some skills right? involved. UP, you right? Mm-hmm. I'm just right. Saying that there's some yeah. tools available to you. And if you're um, looking to make all gun, the animals gunpowder, all right, all the, the animals parts, that yeah. you kill have brains, right? Right. And right. because God is so great. The amount of brains a deer has is exactly the amount of brains you need to tan a deer hide. And that goes for almost all animals. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if God didn't want us to eat meat, why would he he make animals out out of meat? You know what I'm saying? If he didn't want us to eat animals, this is all comes back to the same thing. You know, everything's set up in a perfect manner. And you can believe in God or not, but, you know. That's you know, that's how it works out. So you, you know, know it's, it's often and said said to me, you know, that he doesn't have enough brains to tan his own hide. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I do. I, I just, <laughs> if you ever have to tan Chuck's skin to make right. a, a Chuck suit, you know he's got enough brains in there to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know how it's going, man. We're all going to be eating bugs soon. It's just a matter of time, you know. It turns out they did a study and eating bugs is actually horrible for you. Yeah, I mean, again, if you're dying and starving in the woods, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it's not a healthy diet to eat bugs, no matter what your government tells you. Yeah, no, it's not. And I've had fried grasshoppers and and all that stupid bullshit that people try and make. And, oh, we're fancy. We have a fancy, you know, this is a fancy restaurant. We've got weird things. Yeah, yeah. No, it tastes like shit. I don't care how like you shit. cook grasshoppers. Yeah. They taste terrible. Oh, so I was just listening to this Prepper novel not that long ago. And, uh, you know, they're big on the whole, you know, Great Reset and, you know, the end of the world kind of thing. And so there's this big collapse and everybody's at like FEMA camps. Mm-hmm. And so if you're the, you know, right wing conservative Trump supporter or whatever, you end up going to like camp 13 or whatever the, the, the highest level of jackassery gets mm-hmm. in this camp. Right. And basically they just shoot them all right at mm-hmm. the last one, you know, kind of like Nazi Germany. It, it, it was a thing and right. uh, they shoot them all. But what they do, they have these soldier flies feasting on the bodies mm-hmm. and then they're using the larva from the soldier flies to make your like, your vegan burger, you know, your, nice. whatever it's called. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't so know if it's a vegan burger if you're eating, eating bugs. I'm not sure where the line yeah, is there. Whatever. Dude, I don't know about that shit. I just, whatever. <laughs> Throw it out words I heard on the television. All right. Uh-huh. Um, what, what is it? Uh, Beyond Burger. That's the one I'm thinking of. But I mean, I know they're still thinking made out of vegan. bugs. I, I, I don't know what the hell it's made. It's made out of magic. <laughs> they're like, it's not meat. But I guess if it's bug meat, then it's still yeah. bad. I don't, I don't know. know that that's what Burger King is serving that uh, impossible yeah, whopper. What? I wouldn't know though because I'm never I'm never gonna eat that shit. So I'll you know I'll <laughs> tell you right off the bat it ain't gonna happen. I'll starve no. to death before I start eating the, that fake meat bullshit. Yeah. No. You know, so and maybe they can at some point they'll be able to produce something that tastes just like meat. But 
not yet. They say still haven't done it. I've eaten vegan, you know, vegan meat before, and it all tastes like shit. Oh, Kevin, it's an ugly world. So, anyway, you guys are wondering what you want to get somebody for Christmas. You might want to get them some badass gear by going to preppingbadass.com. And uh, it, honestly, if, if you're thinking about getting it now, it ain't going to happen on time. I know I ordered Kevin a sweatshirt like three months ago. And I did get the coffee it. cup though. Oh, a cup came. All right. No, well, no sweatshirt yet. Sweatshirt's <laughs> coming. I did get an email like, eh, yeah, we're not really there yet. So yeah, anyway, so don't buy you that might, for anyone for Christmas, you, but you, maybe you want that. It, well, maybe coming, after, it's getting cold out. You need Maybe their birthday's in February. Mm-hmm. Preppingbadass.com. Check, click gear. And we got some cool shit going on there. Uh, new sweatshirt on there. I know Kevin's dreaming of getting it in the mail. It could happen. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Um, you uh, want to support us on Patreon at patreon.com. Uh, show the love. That's fine. Dude, don't. It's okay. You do what's right for you. I don't blame you. Um, the other thing I would say, uh, support our sponsors. You know, if we throw up a cool link for body armor or um, we throw up something for EMP shield or uh, something for Palmetto State Armory, use the links that we have and it helps us out. But mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to spend money you wouldn't spend. I'm telling you, if you do spend money and you want to play on getting something like that, you might yeah. even get a discount. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm looking out for you. Otherwise, you have questions, concerns, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. And with that, I would say stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.